Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and we are going to do something a little bit different today because I am gearing up for Ascend, my first live Primal Potential weekend workshop, and I am all in on that craziness. It is going to be amazing. And so a couple of our next podcasts are actually going to be older webinars that I did for my fat loss fast track group. I think I'm going to share one or two of them with you guys, or at least parts of one or two of them, because number one, I want you to see what the fat loss fast track is all about. And number two, because we do some really great stuff in there. So what I am sharing with you guys today is one of the webinars I did last spring for my veteran group. So my veteran fat loss fast track folks, they've been through more than one. So the first time through the fat loss fast track, we're building a solid foundation of mindset, of nutrition, of movement. But the second or the third or the fourth time through, we're really focusing more on mindset and consistency and developing the skills to create your own motivation and things like that. So in this particular webinar, It was one of our last webinars. It might have been our actual week 12 webinar of the spring, Fat Loss Fast Track spring, this past spring 2016. And I've chopped it up a little bit because the first part of the webinar, I usually share things that are happening in our private Facebook group and big victories the team is having and coaching moments and personal stuff. So I'm leaving that stuff out. Um, But diving into our weekly challenge, which was around the stories we tell ourselves and the way that we argue for whatever we want in a moment and lie to ourselves, really, quite frankly. So I think you'll, and one of the things that I also say about this is that the recording failed when I did it live. So I had to re-record it the following morning. And you will see that I was in an empty apartment. Um, So the echo is pretty pretty obvious. The sound quality isn't the greatest, but the content I think will really make a difference in your life. And you'll also see, you know, with these folks in the Fat Loss Fast Track Veteran Group, I have more of a relationship with them, right? We interact every single day in our private Facebook group. And this was one of the last weeks of our 12 weeks together, and it wasn't their first 12-week session with me. Um, And so you'll see that I'm that I'm pretty direct. And it's not that that's how I start with people right out of the gate in a fat loss fast track. Just keep in mind that I have a rapport with these people. So when I seem kind of in your face, there's a reason for that. I know them. They share a lot with me. We're we're friends, right? We're friends at that point. Um, And so this episode that I'm going to share with you is really about the way we talk ourselves into 
anything, overeating, binging, overindulging, skipping workouts, whatever it is. And the challenge I give to them is to become aware of the stories we tell ourselves, the way we justify our choices, and really let go of that. Realizing that Food is not good or bad, so we don't need to justify it with all of these external circumstances to make it okay that we had pizza on Friday night. I tell them to ditch the stories. And I share a personal experience from my own life of trying to justify cookies after a morning workout. Um, and you'll see that a couple of times I, there, I reach for my phone and the audio gets a little weird and I, um, I'm just more casual in this environment because I know these people, they're my friends. Um, so it's a little bit different than recording a podcast, but because I am knee deep in Ascend and because I have a heck of a lot of fun with my fat loss fast track clients, like a lot of fun. And I thought it would be cool to kind of go back into the archives. Again, this is from spring 2016, one of our last weeks in the veteran group and share it with you. So I really hope you enjoy it. Uh, be thinking of us this week while we are at Ascend in Nashville. It's going to be a really great time. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Take care. So this week's challenge is all about the stories we tell ourselves. And as I told the folks last night, um, and I hate that the recording failed, but as I told the folks last night, I am going to be pretty tough on you today. And the reason I'm going to be tough on you is because I think this challenge of understanding the stories we tell ourselves that hold us back, the way that we justify our choices with our circumstances, I think that it's really dangerous and destructive. And I think that when you free yourself from this habit, from this pattern, that anything is possible for you. Absolutely anything. So I am going to be unapologetically strong today um, because I think it's so important. So the first thing I want to do before we dive into this week's challenge and give some specific examples, I want to read to you from a Teddy Roosevelt speech that's called Citizen in a Republic. Or you've probably heard of it as the man in the arena. All right. It goes like this. It's short. So hang with me for a second. It says, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the great deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. And so many of us haven't been fighting, you know, we've been making a lot of excuses. We haven't been fighting. And the reality is, as many of us don't want to think about this, this is not like something we get to do over and over and over and over and over again. We get one life and the majority of us have already wasted enough time making excuses and exceptions. We have to fight for the life that we want, for the life that we deserve, because this is the only chance we get. But here's what I want to point out about being in the arena, about being that warrior who fights for him or herself. Fighters don't complain about the fight. 
You don't go into the arena and talk about how tired you are and how hot it is and how you've really been getting your ass beat. No. You realize that being a warrior is a gift in and of itself. The ability to fight for yourself is a gift in and of itself. It is not something that you do while complaining and whining. To fight is a blessing. And to be honest with yourself every day, to go into that arena, that battlefield of your mind every single day and give your best effort, that is not something to complain about. This is about owning your choices, owning your circumstances, fighting for your health and your life without complaining because these are choices you make and we don't complain about the things we choose. These stories that I wrote about in Sunday's email, they're the stories we tell. They're only there to justify that which you feel you need to justify. So just the mere act of justification should be a little red flag to you that you're talking about something you probably shouldn't be talking about in that way because we only justify that which we think we need to justify. And we don't need to justify our choices because justification is excuse making. Think about it, really. Think about the times that you justify with but I was tired, but I was emotional, but I was working late, but I fought with my spouse, but I, but I, but I, but I. Is there ever a choice you feel really amazing about that comes with these justifications? No, I want you to catch yourself when you begin to justify because that is a signal that you are telling a story to justify your choices and there is no justification needed. You chose it, you did it, it's done, move on. These stories are not serving you. All of the things that remove our personal power, that remove our personal freedom, they come with these justifications wrapped in this pretty bow of things that make us feel better about it. Don't make yourself feel better about it. It was the choice. You made it. It's done. Move on. When we justify, we reinforce the behavior because we're like, well, you know, yeah, 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 you did that thing, but it was a bad week, but you were really tired but you were hormonal. No, no, no. It was the choice you made. Own it. Done. Period. Do not create a story to support it. End of discussion. This might be the first time that I put one of my own posts from the Facebook group in the webinar, but I, but I think that it's, uh, it's important um, because this is exactly what we're talking about with these stories we tell ourselves. So I want to kind of set the stage for you. So I shared this in the Facebook group on Sunday. So I said, I woke up at my normal time this morning, which is 4.30 in the morning, and I worked for several hours while enjoying many cups of coffee. And it was several hours later, I got to a stopping point in my work, and I decided to work out. I had previously told myself that Sunday was going to be a rest day, but I got into the workout anyway, and it was a great workout. And I, I came back up, and I showered, and I decided I was going to go to the grocery store. At this point, it was like midday. So I was hungry, right? And I get to the grocery store and I'm feeling like it's been a productive work morning and a productive workout morning. And I fill my cart with all the normal stuff, you know, the cabbage, Brussels sprouts, all my veggies, meat, nuts. 
And what's funny here is <laughs> this internal dialogue starts happening in my head, which isn't unusual. It happens all the time. But it's just funny to me that I'm pushing the cart through the grocery store. I was actually on the phone with my sister while this is happening. And I'm having this internal conversation in my head. Basically, I start debating a cookie from the bakery, right? And, and this is kind of how the conversation goes in my head. I'm thinking, well, I haven't eaten anything today and I wasn't even planning to work out and I did. And if I get one cookie, then that's just one cookie. It's not like I'm bringing home a whole bunch of cookies and I can have this cookie and heck, I haven't eaten and I did work out and I wasn't planning on it. And if I'm going to have a cookie, really the best time to have a cookie is after my workout. And then I think, well... I bet at the bakery they don't have any gluten-free cookies. So what I can do is I can go into the freezer section and I can get the Udi's cookies. But if I get the Udi's cookies, then I have like 12 cookies. So I don't want to eat 12 cookies. So how am I going to handle this situation? Oh, well, I can pull out a few and throw away the rest before I even get to my car. And then it won't be an issue, right? So I put the Udi's cookies in my cart. And I keep on shopping and I'm talking to my sister and the conversation doesn't end there because I'm a little unsettled about the fact that the cookies are in my cart, which should have been red flag number one. Anytime you have to have this internal debate, chances are whatever you're debating, the answer should just be no, right? If you're debating skipping your workout, no. If you're debating ordering pizza, like anytime you start doing this like, well, like I didn't have to debate about the junk in my cart, like the, the Brussels sprouts, the cabbage, whatever. I didn't have to debate about the bacon or the chicken or the fish, but I had to debate about the cookies. So that internal dialogue in and of itself, no matter what it's about, can be a red flag of like, shut up and just do the right thing, right? But you know, it wasn't. So so I'm feeling unsettled as I have these cookies in my in my cart and I'm this is all happening in my head as I'm shopping and talking to my sister. So the conversation continues and I basically said to myself, all right, E, am I going to be glad I ate the cookies afterwards and am I going to feel like they were worth it or am I going to wish I hadn't had them and feel like, oh my God, I've done that a bazillion times before. They're nothing special. It wasn't worth it. Now, if I wanted to create this story to talk myself into the cookies, I would have responded with, I mean, it's not a big deal. Like you would have two of these cookies. You just worked out. You haven't eaten anything. It's not going to really move the needle. It's cookies. No big deal. Right. That's how I would have talked myself into it. But that's not the question I asked. So see the way sometimes this internal debate, this arguing for your limitations, this internal justification and storytelling, sometimes you're not being honest with yourself. And in this case, I wasn't saying, oh, yeah, I'll be so glad I ate the cookies. I was just starting to go down a path to give myself the justification I wanted, not answering the question I asked. So when we look at the true answer to the question I asked, am I going to be glad that I ate the cookies? So you fast forward in your head and you're like, all right, an hour from now, there are two different outcomes. Outcome number one is I had a handful of Udi's cookies probably still frozen, probably while driving home from the grocery store. Scenario number two is I don't buy the cookies. I get home and make myself a good fat loss friendly meal. And I'm, you know, sitting down on the couch afterwards. Which outcome makes me feel my best? And at that point, it was a no brainer because I've been in that situation enough to know that after eating the cookies, I wouldn't be like, oh man, that was the best experience in the world. Now, if I was at, you know, if I was in New York City or if I was home in Boston and I was in the North End and I went to a bakery and there was some special thing and I had it, 
then afterwards I'd probably be like, that was an experience and that was amazing. But freaking frozen snickerdoodle Udi's cookies? No, no. But I want to point out the way on the one hand I could have said, hey, you worked out, you quote unquote fasted all morning. It's been productive. You weren't even planning on working out today. It's really no big deal. It's just a couple of cookies. That is a trigger to yourself that you're lying because that wasn't the question. Question is, how am I going to feel afterwards? And you have to take yourself out of the moment. In the moment, you're just creating an argument of why you should. But that's not what I need you to do. What I need you to do is fast forward and say, what are the two potential outcomes? If I do this, this is where I'll be in an hour. If I don't do this, this is where I'll be in an hour. Which will make me feel best? Which am I going to be most proud of? What is going to be the choice that I'm going to be most satisfied with? right? Emotionally, after the fact. It's not a matter of the cookies being bad or good. It's if I decided, yeah, a cookie is totally worth it. They have these special cookies today for the, you know, first day of spring or whatever it is. And it's amazing. It's going to be great. It's not a matter of cookie good, cookie bad. It's a matter of, am I being honest with myself or am I just like blowing smoke? just to talk myself into a decision in the moment that I know full well I'm not going to feel great about afterwards, right? It's about the brutal honesty with yourself. And I'm going to continue that brutal honesty right now with some of the stories that I see in my inbox and in the Facebook group. And like I said, you know, I'm going to be kind of tough here. And I want to be very clear that I'm not here to see through you, and I know I've said this before, and I've said it on the podcast, and I've said it on webinars, but sometimes when I like call people out on their junk, I think they think that I'm like trying to see through them, and I'm not, and oftentimes I can, but that's not my goal. My goal is to see you through, and there's a difference. Seeing through you is like, ah, you're full of crap. Seeing you through is, here's how I think you're holding yourself back. And I want to help you stop doing that. So when we say things like, I can't stop overeating because I'm out of control with my binging because we are crafting a story that limits us because the reality is whether or not this is easy is not what I am talking about. I am talking about the truth of the stories we tell ourselves. I can't stop overeating because the truth is, yeah, you can. You're just choosing not to right now. And it is okay to make that choice. What is not okay is to tell yourself that you can't because you can. There is a difference between I am able to and I am choosing not to. Okay, so when we say I can't stop overeating because I'm emotional, because I haven't gotten enough sleep, because I'm really overwhelmed. No, none of those things have to do with the fact that the only way you overeat, the only way you binge is because you made a choice. You picked up the food, you put it in your mouth, you swallowed it, you did it again and you did it again and you did it again. And the only thing that you are doing when you justify it with I was tired, I was emotional, there's things going on, I've done this so many times before. The only thing you were doing is stripping yourself of your personal responsibility, your personal power, and your potential. And when you do that, when you strip yourself of those things, when you say anything other than, 
It's just the choice I made. It's done. It's behind me. We're moving on. I chose it. I own it. When you do anything other than that, you are reinforcing the very behavior and you're decreasing the likelihood that you're going to change that behavior because you're arguing for why it was so justified. Listen, it doesn't matter if it's justified or not. That's not the point. Stop wrapping your choices in your circumstances because it limits your potential. Another one I hear a lot is, why is this so hard? This isn't easy for me, blah, 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 blah. Listen, let me tell you something about hard. Hard is in your head. When you feel like it is hard, it is the mental battle you are waging with your thoughts that is hard. Because in this moment, and I think what I said last night was, you know, if, if there's somebody listening right now, who is listening to the webinar with a bowl of ice cream in front of them. It is not hard to get up and put the ice cream down the garbage disposal. What is hard is all the crap that goes on in your head about it. Should I, shouldn't I, what will I do tomorrow? How do I get back on track? Why am I doing this? Listen, hard is something you create with your thoughts. You're stressing about what you did yesterday, what you're going to do tomorrow, how perfect you have to be, how imperfect you are. The hard part is what you create in your head. It is the stories that are incessantly that chatter. That's the hard part. Stop. The actual choice in and of itself is not hard because as I told you guys a million times, all you can do is this moment. It is not hard in this moment to say no to the cookies right now. No to the wine right now. No to the staying up for an extra hour right now. That in and of itself is not hard. What is hard is all of the mental back and forth and chit chat and chatter and noise and thinking and planning and beating yourself up. That is hard. So why is it so hard? Because you're creating something that is hard in your head. Enough. Enough. If you feel like it's hard, it's because you're creating it to be hard. The choice in the moment is not hard. What is hard is the battlefield of your mind that you create. You wage that war and you don't have to. You don't have to. So if you argue, oh, this is so hard, this isn't easy, blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, that's because you're creating this mental mess and you do not need to do that. So if you're going to do that, that's fine, own it, but don't tell me why it's so hard because it's a choice you're making. It's a situation you're creating. I'm not saying that there isn't this internal dialogue, but understand that you're doing it to yourself. So if you're gonna do it to yourself, at least save yourself the added noise of this is so hard because it's by choice. The other thing, and I think this is where kind of things took a turn last night, and, and I'm not going to get into all of the different things that we went into last night just because I would be doing so only to recreate a moment, and I, and I think some moments you just can't recreate, and so, it's, you know, I'm a pretty authentic person, and I'm not, I'm not going to do that to get, like, the oohs and ahs, but so many of you will justify a tough weekend or a night of choices that you don't feel good about with the need for comfort. Either you were stressed or you were tired or you were emotional or something bad happened or there was a loss or there was a this or there was a that. I turned to food for comfort. Let me be really freaking clear that food is a distraction. It is not comfort. It cannot meet your emotional needs under any circumstances. It can only distract you. And when you are searching 
For comfort in food, you will never find it. You will never find it. It is not there. It cannot be found there. And this is something that keeps you stuck where you are. You know where you'll find comfort? In your strength. In choosing in that emotionally vulnerable moment to decide to see your inner strength instead of running from it. When you turn to food or alcohol or television or whatever it is for comfort, you deny your strength. And your strength is damn comforting to know, hey, I can get through this. The number one time where it matters most to take impeccable care of yourself is when you feel emotionally vulnerable. And you create this situation of more emotional vulnerability when you turn to food. Food does not, cannot, will not provide your comfort at any time for any reason. Can it trigger chemicals in your brain that feel a bit euphoric? Yes, but that is not comfort. That is physiology. Can it distract you? Yes, but that is not comfort. You are digging your grave when you turn to food for comfort. And if you wanna choose food, choose food, but please do not lie to yourself saying that it provides you comfort, because I know full well that it does not, it never will, it cannot meet your emotional needs, and when you turn to it to meet your emotional needs, you're denying yourself of your strength, and the number one place that your comfort will come from is your strength. So decide to fight for it. Decide that when you feel emotionally vulnerable, that is when you will find your strength. You will not hide. You will not run. You will not turn to food. I think I shared with you guys the other day, and oh, grabbing my phone. I think I shared this the other day. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Um, a quote that is the background, uh, or was the background of my phone, I just realized that uh, I changed it, but I'm going to pull it up right now and read it to you because it's very applicable here. Mm, okay, this is an Elizabeth Gilbert quote, and it says, when I get lonely these days, I think, so be lonely, Liz. Learn your way around loneliness. Make a map of it. Sit with it for once in your life. Welcome to the human experience, but never again use another person's body or emotions as a scratching post for your own unfulfilled yearnings. And how often do we turn to food as a scratching post for what's going on in our lives? Why? Refuse to do that. Welcome to the human experience. Find your strength. Create your strength. You're denying your strength when you turn to food in that way. It cannot provide comfort. It does not provide comfort. It will not provide comfort. And when you tell yourself that it does, you are not being honest. And what I want for you is brutal honesty with yourself. You can lie to other people, but it is time to stop lying to yourself, to stop justifying your choices any time that you catch yourself with these justifications. I want it to be a big, huge warning flag of no more enough. It doesn't serve you. It is holding you back. And you don't have to be honest with me and you don't have to be honest with your spouse or your kids. But for the love of God, please stop lying to yourself and justifying your choices with your circumstances because it is not real. They are stories you tell yourself that will keep you stuck and hold you back. Here's the thing about food. You made the choice. So own the choice. Whether it's a choice you feel good about or a choice you feel bad about, you can either make a different choice 
or not, but do not complain about something you choose. Own the choice or make a different one. Complaining about something you chose is like picking a red shirt and then complaining all day that you hate the color red. You chose that shirt. So either put on a different shirt or stop complaining. Because the only thing you do when you complain about the choices that you make is you reduce your personal power. Own it. Own it. Take radical personal responsibility for the choices that you make because you made them. The cupcake did not fly into your face. You chose it. So complaining about all the reasons why you chose it does not serve you. You can either make a different choice or just, I, I ate the cupcake. It is what it is. If I had eaten the cookies the other day in the grocery store, it's not that I'm weak. It's not that I'm bad. It's not like it's the end of the world. But the last thing I'm going to do is be like, oh my gosh, I was tired and there was a million things going on. I was hungry and I you know, worked all morning and I didn't have anything like, oh no, I ate the cookies, period. Stop complaining. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't help. It's not bringing you forward. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help the people around you. It is not valuable. Own the choice. Make a different one, but either way, do not complain about the things that you choose. There is no trying to make a good choice, right? I mean, honestly, we love this word try because it makes us feel better when we don't make the right choice. But there is no try. Like, you either pick the cookie or you didn't pick the cookie. There's no trying to not pick the cookie. And even if there was, it really doesn't matter. You either did it or you don't. You don't try to make a good choice. Do not let yourself off the hook with effort. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect, but own the imperfection, own the perfection, and there is nothing in the middle. There's just the choice. There's the choice you made. There is no effort to make that choice. You don't, it's not like, well, uh, it was either the cookie or it was the 700 pound thing of broccoli. I tried so hard, but I couldn't lift it up to eat it. No, there is no effort required in making a good choice. You make the choice. There is no try. Don't let yourself off the hook with language that takes away your personal power. And do not complain about the things that you choose. Own it. Take radical personal responsibility without excuse, without exception. Are you ready to move beyond listening and learning and really change your life? Really live into your highest potential instead of just wishing for it and hoping something clicks? I want to do that with you. And that's why this fall, I'm hosting the first ever Primal Potential Women's Transformation Weekend, Ascend, in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th. It will be a small group, but you can get your ticket and learn all the details at primalpotential.com forward slash ascend or by listening to episode 203 of the Primal Potential podcast. Here's what I know. Ascend will change your life, and I would love to have you join me. See you this fall.